Women all over the world are championing environmental initiatives, activating change and nurturing our environment like one of their own brood. Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose are celebrating women across Marlborough, New Zealand, who are leading our community as environmental guardians. Our podcasts are full of action-oriented takeaways, so be sure to have your journal as we delve into their stories and celebrate their passions. Welcome to Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. I'm Catherine Vandermeulen and joining me on today's podcast is Andre Pennington, Sustainability Manager at Yearland's Wine Group. In this podcast series, we are celebrating women who are environmental guardians and leaders in Marlborough who are actively creating positive environmental impact through their work, community projects and passions. Great to have you join us on this series, Andre. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Catherine. How are you? Good, thank you. So who is Andre Pennington? Um, I am probably first and foremost a mother of two boys. Uh, I've got a 15-year-old and an 18-year-old, and they're my pride and joy. Um, and I've been living in Blenheim for the last 25 years, uh, no, 23 years. Um, and we moved here, and I've been working in the, in the um, wine industry for probably the last 10 years Um so, which I've been really enjoying. Um, and probably things that I love most are things like I love walking and tramping. Um, I love the Marlborough Sounds, which I feel as if I don't get out there enough. Um, and I love gardening. I've got quite a large garden and I love getting outside and spending time in my garden. So, those are really my happy places um, and the places that kind of fill my cup. Love it. The re- one of the reasons that we started Climate Action Marlborough was so that we could still in the future be wor- walking on the Marlborough Sounds that we weren't going to lose a lot of those sounds that we could actually still walk through all, all of those beautiful, beautiful forests. So, yeah, yeah I'm absolutely with you there. Yeah, no, it's stunning out there. So, Andre, what was your call to adventure to do the meaningful work that you do today through Yearland's Estate Wines? Um, I suppose, uh, you know, my love of outdoors and being outside, you know, and seeing that um, how it was, you know, how the climate has been affected, affecting our world. Um, I wanted to do something um, a bit more meaningful. Um, and working for Yearland's uh, just felt like the right company to work for, you know, their sustainability um, and their commitment to reducing emissions and um, reducing the impact on the environment was really embedded in everything that they do. Um, so it really spoke to my heart. Um, and, you know, so their values really aligned to my values. And I think, you know, you don't really get um, to work with a company that have your values aligned um, that often. So I feel quite lucky to be able to work for them. Um, and I think, you know, the most important thing for me is that, you know, I want to be able to leave, um, you know, my children's world in a better shape than before. Um, and even if it is just a really tiny way, um, I, at least I know that the work that I'm doing at Yellens is making a small difference. If we could take a slight divert to the idea of values that you spoke about and how those values of Yearlands have been aligned to your own values and how difficult that is and how it is such a rarity, sadly such a rarity that we can find an organisation that does 
reflect our values. How did you come to figure out what your values were to know that they would were aligned to what? Well, I, I if think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. I think you know, Yellens want to make a difference. They want to. Uh, they don't want to actually. Um, they want to improve the environment, and they want to reduce the impact on the environment that they have for the operations that they do. Um, and you know, and for me, that's what I believe in. I believe that I want to go away. You know, when I leave this world, I want to actually have, you know, done something that can reduce that impact on the world that we have. So, you know, to have their their values um, very similar to what I what I have um, is. I feel quite lucky to have that opportunity to work for a company like that. Absolutely. And so what are you most passionate about, about being an environmental guardian? Um, I think there's a couple of things, um, you know, restoration of the environment is, uh, you know, is really, I'm really passionate about it, you know, so that we have a really healthy environment, a vibrant environment um, and by restoring the environment, the ecosystem is a, has a richer biodiversity and is, you know, is better for our um, planet. Um, Yearlands has a really cool biodiversity plan, which is a 30-year intergenerational plan that covers 270 hectares of land, um, which will plant in those 30 years you know, over a million trees. Um, and in that plan, we've got some pretty pretty cool things. We've got, you know, uh, significant natural areas within the plan, such as Hog Swamp. Um, we've got this one lonely tree um, on the property called a Kaikamaka tree, which is the only one in the region. Um, and then we've got these um, endangered species, um, Muratai shrubs at the coast. Um, and these are all um, really critical that we actually protect protect them. Um, for you know, for now and for generations to come. So you know, the plan is quite significant. Um, so for me, coordinating um, the whole biodiversity plan has been really rewarding, um, and we can already see um, some pretty cool changes in in what what is happening with you know the bird life and the insects and things that are actually happening now. And it's only been a few years since we've started it, so that's pretty cool. Um, going forward, we've got. Um, in September we've got our annual planting so we're planting another 10,000 trees um, so it'd be quite a cool super cool um, community event where we've got students from you know the Boys and Girls College um, we've got community groups coming we've got some businesses um, we've got some individuals um, so it should be super fun um, and you know getting back to nature and sharing some food and planting a few trees so it should be quite cool we um, will all absolutely be there. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting to actually get it, you know, get it in and actually it just looks looks so so good what we've done so far, so which is great. Um, the and other if, thing, sorry. I know, I was just going to say, if anyone is wondering what would be entailed in a biodiversity plan, yeah, where, where does an organisation begin? Because you don't necessarily need to be working you know, and have a landmass to be able to incorporate a biodiversity plan because there's lots of organisations that also incorporate biodiversity into their organisations in lots of different ways. Where would an organisation begin to think about a biodiversity plan for their organisation? 
Well, I mean, if you've obviously, like you say, if you've got your land, then you can actually start, you know, those areas that you don't um, have, you know, are not productive land areas can be used, you know, those little secret corners and um, bits of um, waterways and bits and pieces like that can actually be, you know, be part of your biodiversity because you can actually improve those areas by plantings or protection or something like that. Um, I suppose if you don't have land of your own, then um, then you you can be involved with other you know you align yourself to community groups that um, that do something that that your company is is passionate about you know something like a you know a wetland restoration project or a, um, or the care conservation at um, Rainbow Ski Field you know removing the the um, nails of the of the the top of the um, the ski field thing, you know, those sort of projects actually increase bio, you know, help biodiversity and and keep keep everything going quite nicely. So, yeah, see, they're aligning yourself or getting something going in your own area. What have been some of the key learnings for you that have changed your perspective along the way? Um, I suppose key learning sustainability is a is a journey um and there's no end date uh really and you know we're constant you've got to constantly look at ways to improve things or improve the way that you do it you've got to learn by your mistakes you've and you can use other people's ideas i think the biggest thing is actually working together as a group so if you actually can do it together then you can create change and you can make difference and you can actually make that difference a lot faster than by doing it by yourself yeah, absolutely. And why is it so important for us all to take that leadership to protect our environment? Why should we not just wait for government? Why should we not just wait for council? Why should we not wait for somebody else to take the action? Why is that important? Well, I, th- I think because we're at, we're at or we're very, very close to a tipping point. And if we don't act now, the consequences for all of us is actually really dire. Um, so we've got to take action now. Whether we're, we we just can't wait for government, we can't wait for council. We've got to actually do something ourselves, um, and we've we can't do it just by ourselves. We've got and we don't you know we can't we've got to do it as a as a group as a as an industry or as a as a community, um, and you know we just don't have time to wait. So I think um, I think the sort of impact that we need to, you know, to have any sort of impact, we actually need to work together. Um, we need to actually share what went well, what actually didn't go well, um, and this way we'll actually move forward a lot faster um, and not wait for government to put in policy that mm. could take take years to actually get put in place. And that is really one thing that I do love about our work with Climate Action Marlborough yeah. is bringing those organisations together and knowing that we are collectively creating that impact across our community and forestry, learning from viticulture and viticulture, learning from aquaculture and all of these diverse yep. industries coming together, they're very different challenges that they each face and very different outcomes for their industry. But a lot of it actually fundamentally comes down to the same things around carbon, around waste, around water, mm-hmm. around biodiversity. All of the under the undercurrent of those things are all the same 
it's just obviously a very different industry and we have so much to learn from other organizations and when you bring all the, those diverse organizations together not only can you learn but then you can create really meaningful partnerships and I've seen some really meaningful partnerships come about this year just by connecting those people together um, is there something else that you want to share about how important those partnerships and collaborations are um, yeah, I think that those partnerships are absolutely critical, um, you know, because like I said before, I mean, we, we can't do it all by ourselves. We have to work together. And I think you're, you're only going to make a difference and make a difference faster by actually working together. Um, and, you know, groups like the Climate Action, um, Melbourne Climate Action Week are, are group are, is, is a really important group. Um, the other one is the uh, the industry industry group for the wine industry group, and that's another really um, good group, which is just looking at wine industry issues um, such as waste, um, where we've all got a common and a, a common issue, um, and we're trying to create solutions for one particular issue, and then we'll walk through the next work through the next issue. But it's a whole group of people which you. Um, working through those issues and you know same with what you're doing with the climate action um, group is you know getting different people from different um, industries because you'll be thinking oh you know we've got this problem in my industry but I can't think of a solution but then you speak to somebody from other industry and you're like oh my goodness that's just so clear and easy and we should, why haven't we done that before so really important to actually have those groups uh, working together and what has been the proudest moment for you on this journey so far? Um, I think the proudest thing, one of the most proudest things on um, this journey is for, for is gaining the gold status for the International Wineries for Climate Action. Uh, so that's we've just been awarded that not that long ago. Um, and we're one of only six wineries in the world that has gained the status. So, you know, it's amazing recognition for the work that we've done at Yellens. Um and you know there's some really really strict criteria to actually get that gold status you know measuring um, scope one two and three emissions and having those independently audited being committed to reducing our emissions by 50 percent by 2030 and by net zero by 2050 you know there's other things like um 20% reduction, uh, having 20% of our energy generated on site by renewables and consistently showing a reduction in our emissions per litre of wine. So, you know, to actually be one of six companies in the world, wine companies in the world, to achieve that status is something that we're super proud of and something that I'm super proud of being part of. That's incredible. Mm. And so what does being a good ancestor mean to you in Marlborough? Um. I suppose, you know, we're uh, ancestors for, to the future generation and what we do now affects what happens in the future. Um, and the world we live in at the moment, you know, it's all about instant gratification such as social media and, the, and that likes and then maybe, you know, turning a profit without thinking too far in the future. Um, so me, for, to be a good ancestor is about planning for the future and having a vision of what we want to see, what it looks like, and putting in place a plan and, and taking action now so that what we're doing is, you know, so by doing this is the only way that we can be a good ancestor for our children, our grandchildren, and the generations to come. And if you were to describe that vision that you can see 
that mm-hmm. you're working towards? What are some of the things that you can see if you were to close your eyes and kind of imagine what that looks like? What does Marlborough look like in the future? Well, I think, you know, if we... Um, if, I think, you know, the vision for the future in Marlborough be, you know, things, you know, that we've, we uh, look, you know, ways of increasing our biodiversity, you know, the way of working together to actually to actually come up with a a common you know to improve our environment such as you know the industry making looking at you know our waste streams and uh, increasing their biodiversity by restoring and enhancing um you know you know enhancement projects within the the environment maybe using technology and innovation that we can reduce our environment you know those are the sort of things that we need to be looking at for the future um, so that we can, um, you know, have a, a, an amazing and vibrant and exciting and beautiful area in Marlborough to live in. Yeah. So last year I read an incredible book called From What Is to What If by environmentalist and author uh, Rob Hopkins. And he talks about in the beginning of the book about kind of imagining a different future. And he takes you mm-hmm. on this complete journey you know from his when he wakes up in the morning and the way that his house has been built and he jumps on his bicycle and he takes his children to school and they go past the community bakery and there are no supermarkets there's not many cars on the road there are these amazing wildlife corridors you can completely get immersed in what a possible future could look like and I guess it's really making sure that that kind of stuff is really front and center for us that we can then know know exactly what we're working towards and then what are those small actions that we can take towards achieving that achieving that vision? But you're right, if we don't have what that vision is, our ancestry is up to somebody else. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really important to create that visual vision of what you yeah. want your future, future yeah. to look like for our children. I know. And I'd love to see, you know, more biodiversity, more um, those forgotten corridors and bits and pieces where, you know, they're not productive land pieces. They you, they could be planted out. You know, they'll be great places for birds and insects and wildlife to be thriving and, you know, and that sort of runs through the whole of Marlborough. That would be really cool to actually see, um, to see that, you know, come to fruition. I'd love to, I'd love to see that. And we have enough roundabouts in in Marlborough. I think we have a huge amount of land mass that we could actually convert into these biodiverse hubs of birds and bees and butterflies and wildflowers and all sorts of things. I think we could have a heaving buffet of uh, biodiversity. Oh, I'm sure we could. It would be lovely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let us us get loose, Marlborough District Council. Yeah. Uh, Andre, the Marlborough Economic Wellbeing Strategy, which was designed by the team at uh, the Marlborough District Council, is focused on a thriving economy balanced with a flourishing environment and vibrant communities. What actions are you taking to achieve that through your work? Um, so Yellens has got a the Yellens Marlborough Sustainability Initiative, which is really a really cool initiative for um, supporting nonprofit. Um, groups to enhance biodiversity across Marlborough. Um, so it's a contestable fund. We put up $50,000 a year where groups can apply to up to um, $10,000. Um, and we've, ex- we've supported over, I think we've been going for 
three or four years, four years maybe. Um, and we've supported some pretty amazing, amazing initiatives such as, you know, wildling pine control, wetland restoration, predator control, you know, trail planting and restoration. So they're pretty cool um, things that I'm involved with, with work that's coming up very shortly. Um, I think I've talked about, you know, our biodiversity plan at, at, at Seaview Yearlands um, all, already, um, but that's something in our, you know, improving our biodiversity in our own backyard. And, it, you know, the exciting thing is it actually might form a part of this proposed larger project that is creating the South Marlborough Ecological Corridor Project, which is, you know, um, which is really super exciting and, you know, might have ecological corridors and stepping stones and linking habitats to facilitate wildlife movement. So um, that's a, another group that, you know, we're involved with to try and um, improve the biodiversity with our area. Um, I think uh, there's a couple of other things like, you know, the Marlborough Action, uh, Climate Action Group. Um, that's a really cool group which we're involved with um, that is bringing, you know, Marlborough community, the Marlborough community together to drive collective action through increasing knowledge and sharing ideas because um, we can't, like I said, can't do it all by ourselves. Um, and then obviously the Marlborough Circular Wine Industry Group, um, which is an industry group which looks at industry problems and in the moment we're looking at waste streams um, and trying to look at ways to um, dealing with our waste streams um, so that's that's pretty cool I mean we've got one project within Yearlands which is around biochar which is quite a cool pilot trial that's coming up at the moment um, and that so biochar is this um, is like charcoal um, and it's quite an amazing product which can help improve soil, the soil. Um, it's like if you look at through a, um, like a microscope, it actually looks like, like a honeycomb. Um, and so mm. when you put it in the soil, it, it provides a little house for um, the bacteria and the fungi to grow. So it actually helps, helps your soil quality. Um, so we're looking at... Um, you making biochar out of grape mark and lees, which are the the waste one of the waste streams within the wine industry, um, and we're doing that with a company called Green Circle. Um, and so, hopefully, what we'll do is we'll make some biochar, and we'll be able to put it back into the into our vineyards, and it will become more of a um, to improve us uh, improve the um, ecosystem, but also as a as a circular type process. So you know, grow grapes. They you're gonna make wine and then the, the mark goes back by by making biochar back into the vineyard. So that's quite a super exciting project. And you mentioned about soil quality, aside from the obvious that it's going to make your plants and our trees and all of our flora and fauna um, healthier, why is it so important for organizations to understand their soil health and really looking below below the surface? Well, I mean, everything, the, the soil is what drives everything, you know, so it, it drives, it's what feeds our world. Um, so it's important that the soil health is, is as good as it can ever be. Um, you know, the thing is with, you know, by putting back into the soil and having, increasing its organic matter, it has the ability to have 
to hold more water um, and it becomes more resilient to things that can happen, that's, well, that will happen with climate change um, where, you know, water becomes a scarcity. So, you know, we need to actually increase the, the organic matter um, in our soils to actually be able to cope with what's going to come, come at us and the next generations to come. Hmm. I recently spoke to a farmer up in Northland who was a dairy farmer, an organic dairy farmer, uh, and I was just, you know, making light conversation at the beginning of the conversation about, you know, the torrential rain that they'd been experiencing. He's like, yep, not a problem for us. And I was like, what do you mean? I haven't spoken to a farmer that hasn't had a problem with, you know, how much rain is coming out of the sky. And he said, no, because of the soil, our soil, soil health, we can hold the water and we can store the water and we can also drain the water really yeah. well. And I thought, gosh, that's a really wonderful uh, and obviously it's taken them many years to become organic and uh, in terms of the soil and the, the turnover of their soil and really focusing on that soil quality. But how important that is as we transition to a climate positive future and retaining carbon, but also retaining all of those vitamins and minerals and, you know, all of that organic matter below the, below the surface. Mm. Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be super critical for what, you know, for climate change to actually have our soil quality you know, as best as we as best as we can, because you know, the the ability to hold water is going to be critical for us to actually produce food, um, to 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 actually survive, really. And finally, Andre, what are three actions that our listeners can take from this discussion to embed into their world? Um, I think the biggest thing is start now. You know, you, even if you don't have everything sorted out, you know, just start. Um, and, and you know, there's no never a time better than now to start. Um, don't worry if you don't know what you you know it doesn't work the first time. I think um, you're going to learn something along the way, um, and you're going to be able to share all those ideas. So you know, sharing everything that you learn, whether it's good, bad, um, it's the only way that everybody's going to actually move forward and move forward fast. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Andre, for sharing your world and your wisdom with Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. You're very welcome. This podcast is proudly supported by Yearlands Estate Winery. Yearlands lead the world in sustainable wine production. We're the first winery in the world to be Toitu Carbon Zero certified from inception. Use great prunings to heat water, miniature sheep to reduce mowing, and one of the largest solar arrays in New Zealand. With a rigorous biodiversity plan in action, Yearlands are on a mission to plant 1 million native trees and become an eco-sourcing hub for the region. We are grateful for the support of Yearlands to celebrate these women in our wonderful community of entrepreneurial women with purpose.